It's February 1st, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Al Jazeera is reporting that four key suspects in the July 7th, 2021 assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise were transferred from Haiti to the United States yesterday to face criminal charges, the U.S. Justice Department has announced. A total of seven suspects in the case are now in U.S. custody. Dozens of others still languish in Haiti's main penitentiary, which is severely overcrowded and often lacks food and water for inmates. The four will appear in federal court in Miami today. The U.S. Justice Department has already charged three others in the assassination. U.S. law is being applied in this case because the plan to kill the Haitian president was allegedly partly organized on U.S. soil in Florida by American Haitian nationals. The United States is readying more than $2 billion worth of military aid for Ukraine that is expected to include longer-range rockets for the first time, as well as other munitions and weapons, two U.S. officials briefed on the matter told Reuters yesterday. The aid is expected to be announced as soon as this week, the officials said. The longer range of the GLSDB glide bomb could allow Ukraine to hit targets that have been out of reach and help it continue pressing its counterattacks by disrupting Russia further behind its lines. The U.S. has sent approximately $27.2 billion worth of security assistance to Ukraine since Russia's February 2022 invasion. To read a full rundown of all the weapons and supplies in this package, be sure to click the link in the show notes. The BBC is reporting that pro-democracy activists in Myanmar are holding a silent strike to mark two years since a military coup. Protesters have urged the public to remain indoors and for businesses to close for today's anniversary. The call came as the UK, US, Canada, and Australia announced fresh sanctions against army-linked firms. The military has said the country is facing unusual circumstances, prompting fresh doubt over its pledge to hold an election this year. Two years after a coup which catastrophically misread the public mood in Myanmar, the statistics tell their own dismal story. More than 2,900 people have been killed during the junta's crackdown on dissent, according to monitoring group the Assistance Association for Political Prisoners. One and a half million people have been displaced 40,000 homes have been burned down, 8 million children are no longer in school, and 15 million people are judged by the UN to be dangerously short of food. Elsewhere, Reuters is reporting that Guatemala, Nicaragua, and Cuba reached all-time lows on Transparency International's Corruption Index released on Tuesday due to increased organized crime by public institutions, co-optation by political and economic elites, and increased human rights abuses. 
Transparency International's Annual Corruption Perception Index ranks countries by their perceived levels of public sector corruption on a scale of zero, highly corrupt, to 100, very clean. The average for the Americas stands at 43. In Latin America, Nicaragua and Venezuela are the lowest ranked as each struggles with public institutions infiltrated by criminal networks, the report notes. The governments of Guatemala, Venezuela, Brazil, Cuba, and Peru did not immediately reply to requests for comment on the report. The full rankings are available by clicking the link in the show notes. In an update on a story we reported yesterday, a tiny radioactive capsule missing in Western Australia's outback has been found. According to the Sydney Sunday Herald, Western Australia Emergency Services Minister Stephen Dawson confirmed the needle in a haystack was discovered after 11 a.m. just south of Newman today. Authorities believe the capsule fell out of a bolt hole in a mining gauge sometime between January 12th and January 16th while in transit to Perth from Rio Tinto's Gudai Dari iron ore mine. Despite a 1,400-kilometer-long search area along the Great Northern Highway, Western Australian Department of Fire and Emergency Services Commissioner Darren Clem said the capsule was located two meters from the road south of Newman. The capsule traveled more than 120 kilometers before it fell off the truck. Deutsche Welle reports that Germany's federal constitutional court ruled on Wednesday that increased police powers in the northern state of Mecklenburg, Lower Pomeria, were partially unconstitutional. The court gave the state government until the end of the year to reform the laws, taking issue with how they were framed. At the heart of the case are a set of 2020 laws that expanded the use of surveillance measures, such as wiretapping, drone video recordings, and undercover policing. Lawyers argued that the so-called security and order law invaded personal liberties by allowing police to install spyware on phones and computers or use drones to capture video of suspects. Authorities were given the right to take such measures with only probable cause, the plaintiffs argued, and without the need for hard evidence of a danger to the community. The case is seen as a possible indicator of the fate of similar laws that have been enacted across Germany's 16 federal states. According to the AP, Pope Francis urged Congo's people today to forgive those who have harmed them as he provided over a mass before an estimated one million people in a country racked by decades of violence. He is the first papal visit to the country since St. John Paul II's in 1985. The crowd cheered when the Argentine Pope greeted them in Lingala, one of the four national languages of Congo that is widely spoken in the capital, Kinshasa. And they listened attentively as he urged them in his homily to open their hearts to forgiveness, citing the example of Christ who forgave those who betrayed them. The morning mass was Francis's first big event in Congo after he arrived yesterday. Following the mass, 
Francis was to meet with victims of the fighting in Congo's east, where rebel groups have intensified attacks over the past year as they seek to expand their territory. At the meeting, people who have suffered unspeakable atrocities are expected to tell their stories. In lighter news from the UPI, a pair of Emperor Tamron monkeys missing from the Dallas Zoo have been found inside of a closet in an abandoned home. Police say they are searching for a man they believe may have stolen the animals. The tamarins were discovered Tuesday evening after investigators received a tip that the monkeys could be inside of a vacant house about 15 miles away in Lancaster, Texas, according to the Dallas Police Department. On Tuesday, the Dallas Police Department posted a surveillance photo of a man they believe may have stolen the monkeys. The monkeys' disappearance Monday follows a string of suspicious incidents, including the temporary disappearance of a clouded leopard and the death of a lappet-faced vulture. That's all the monkey business we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with John Timmon of the Truman National Security Project about the latest news coming from Africa. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.